The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. church at, at the um, watch night service, you will, um, you are aware already of the word for 2016. And today, we'll just be, we won't be unpacking it as much as we are able to. And um, we trust that God will do that which only he can do in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Like I said at the Word Night service, at the beginning of the year, we go before God and trust God for His direction and His word for the year. And many times, we have a couple of things but what I've discovered, or what I discovered in the past, is this. 
by the time it's March, I've forgotten most of it. I mean, and I'm the pastor, and I've forgotten most of it. I need to go back to my notes and check, okay, oh, yeah, God, this is okay, oh, yeah, and, you know, try and get myself into the flow again. And, and then, then one day I, I said, okay, okay, Lord, if you, if you need to, to give us a word, one word, that will cut through everything. One word that we will not forget. One word that, that will signify and characterize the year for us. What will it be? And for 20, um, four years ago, it was establishment and it was powerful. That year, we got this land that we are in. We, I mean, you know, we... God moved in direction of establishment and a whole lot of things were being established in people's lives and it was amazing. And um, the year after, it was bloom, you know. And in bloom, things began to bloom and all that stuff. And last year, it was victory, you know. And amen. Not only did we fight battles, we won battles. We got the victory to the glory of our Father's name. And, and it's interesting, even the ones that appears not to be victory, in their victory in disguise. They are victory in disguise. And today, this year, God is saying to us, rejoice. 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 And sometimes you will, you will say to yourself that, okay, this is what God has said. Let me just sit back, put on the lazy chair, boy, put my legs up, have some soda, some popcorn, watch a movie, and just enjoy. <laughs> because God has said so. I mean, I will just wait, and, and it will just fall on my laps. You know, but, but we were explaining today at the workers' devotion that the spiritual doesn't work like that. You know, God said, um, Elisha said to Jehoash, God has given you victory. Strike. So, even though God has given you victory, you have to strike. You have to strike. Paul said to Timothy, you need to war a good warfare with the prophecies that are spoken over your life. So, when prophecies are spoken over your life, they are tools for spiritual warfare. When prophecies are spoken over your life, they are, you have to take them and engage in the spirit realm until you see what has been spoken. Praise the name of the Lord. And this year and beyond, you will have cause to rejoice in the mighty name of Jesus. This year and beyond, it is only the voice of rejoicing and salvation that will come out of your homes. Amen. I think you should say amen. amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. God will fill your mouth with laughter. Amen. God will fill your tongue with singing. Amen. God will fill your legs with dancing. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. To rejoice means... To be full of joy. To rejoice simply means to be full of joy. To be full of joy. In Philippians 4.4, 4, Philippians 4.4, 4, 
Um, and, and, and you see, when you're full of joy, joy has a way of making you um, exuberant. You know, you, 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 you can't be joyful and be moody. Have you ever seen a, a moody, joyful person before? It doesn't, joy changes your mood. It changes your countenance. It changes your disposition. So like I said at the water service, if I catch you frowning this year, press ups. <laughs> There's no frowning. You will rejoice from the beginning of the year to the end of the year in the mighty name of Jesus. Philippians 4 4 says that always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again rejoice. It, it's like it's worthy of emphasis. The KJV says rejoice. Again I say unto you. Rejoice. Rejoice. Always, always be full of joy in the Lord. Always. And I dare say it again. Rejoice. Rejoice. Because Satan is the owner of sorrow. It's not yours. So don't carry it. The ISV translation says, Keep on rejoicing in the Lord at all times. And he says, I will say it again. It's as if, it's as if, I mean, the, uh, the writer of, of this scripture, you know, it's, it's like, you cannot stop me from saying it. I will say it again. Keep on rejoicing. In someone's house, here, it will be said, rejoicing is constant. <laughs> In the mighty name of Jesus. Rejoicing will be constant in your lives in Jesus' name. The researchers tell us that an average child, I mean, this is very interesting. An average child makes 400 expressions of joy a day. An average child makes 400 expressions of joy a day. Not just, not the joyful child. The joyful child makes thousands. The average child makes 400 expressions of joy a day. Guess for the average adult. Just guess. 15. What happened? What happened to our joy? May you not outgrow joy in the mighty name of Jesus. May you not outgrow rejoicing in the mighty name of Jesus. Have you noticed that children, it doesn't matter if, if, if you don't, if, even if there's no food, money in your own account, children, your children are still happy. And you want to kick them, you don't even know what is happening. No, 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 they don't care because they have a father. And you say, no wonder, you know, the Bible says, except you be converted and become like these little children, you will not even see the kingdom. God wants us to gain, get our rejoicing back. God wants us to get our joy back. God wants us to get our, you know, our laughter back. You make a mistake, so what? Laugh. You made a mistake. Uh Big deal. Laugh at 
at yourself. If you know me very well, I laugh at myself. Laugh at yourself. Why? Why do you laugh at yourself? I laugh at myself because, well, I made a mistake. Okay, I'll, be, I'll do better next time. <laughs> laugh at yourself. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I play a new sport now. I won't tell you the sport. But in that sport, <laughs> I've seen grown men almost cry. <laughs> Because they miss a shot. They kick themselves. They, I mean, and yeah, something you feel bad, right? But at the end of the day, I just laugh that, okay, the shot is gone. There's another, there's going to be another shot. Praise the name of the Lord. Say to your neighbor, rejoice. Say to them, what's your average? Get a response. <laughs> By the time you leave this service, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, your average expressions of joy will be at least a thousand a day. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you... That's an expression of joy. That's an expression of joy. You see, there is... Have you ever seen a child having high blood pressure? Children don't have depression. They don't have high blood pressure. They don't have stroke. You know why? Joy. They, they play with anything. Give a child some complicated Lego, they will be happy. Give them broom, broomsticks, they will still be happy. They will rejoice. And God is saying to you, rejoice. You see, I want you to start your day. It's a scripture, but I want you to take this scripture and own this scripture. It's in Psalm 118 verse 24. Psalm 118 verse 24. I want you to start the day and look at yourself in the mirror. In fact, if you have a mirror, you, you want to put that scripture on the mirror and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. You are facing up to work. Maybe there's pressure at work. There's pressure in the business. There's pressure. But you look at the mirror and you say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. When you enter your car and you are driving and, the, and you want to get overwhelmed with, with, with the challenges, you say, no, this is the day that the Lord has. I will and be glad in it. Rejoicing is a choice. It's a choice. You have to choose to rejoice. And God saying to us, rejoice. There are two dimensions to it. There is the prophetic dimension and there is the instructional dimension. There is the prophetic dimension and there is the instructional dimension. I'm, 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 I'm going to dimension. I'm going to start with this instructional dimension. Um, God saying to us, rejoice. But when God said to me, rejoice, you know, I was like, 
Don't you have a stronger word for us? The one that is thick. <laughs> you know? But I've discovered there's nothing better than rejoicing. There's nothing stronger than joy. In fact, joy is such a strong force. It's unstoppable. God is giving you an instruction this year, and that instruction is rejoice. It is a command. If people are seeing you, you are rejoicing and say, why are you, why are you so happy? Why are you so joyful? Say, I am obeying God. God has commanded me to, to rejoice. I am, you see, and sometimes, I know it will make sense, particularly to the people around you that have not heard this word. I know it will make sense to your colleague at work. I know it will make sense. But when anybody questions you, when your family member questions you, maybe your, your neighbor questions you, that you have a flat tire and you are singing. The two don't go together. When you have a flat tire, you should be grumpy. You say to them, God has commanded me to rejoice. It's a command. It's a command. And you know, you're not just doing it because you are crazy. It's just like blessings, you know. And a lot of people say, they are struggling. They're like, God bless me. God bless me. Yes, it's okay to pray that prayer. And we do pray. But however, you should understand that you are blessed already. You are blessed. You are blessed. So it, it, it is not, we are not coming from a place of trying to attain. We are coming from a place of manifesting. We are not trying to attain God's blessing. We are manifesting. We are laboring. We are to manifest God's blessing. And there's a huge difference. And when you obey God and you rejoice this year, you will discover that joy is an unstoppable force. Joy is an unstoppable force. No, joy crushes everything. Joy triumphs. No matter how things may appear in the physical, rejoice. No matter how the numbers are going, do what? No matter what the exchange rate says. Rejoice. So we will say, ah, pastor. Someone says, ah, pastor. I'm paraphrasing. Ah, we don't finish for this country. You know, I say that me, I never finish. In fact, this year will be my wealthiest year thus far. In the name of Jesus. Okay. This year will be your wealthiest year. Thus far in Jesus' name. <laughs> when men are saying there's a casting down, you will say, the force of joy breaks things that other people are complaining about and delivers it to you. Let me tell you something. No matter how, when, when the, when the, when the uh, dollar was a, a, um, was 50 cobalt to one dollar. You know it was, it was 50 cobalt to one dollar before. Then it became one to one. When it became one to ten, our parents said, yeah! Mommy, is that not true? <laughs> My mom is there. <laughs> you know? When I remembered when it was 1 to 25 or 20, 
Was it 25? Yeah. 1 to 30. 1 to 25, 1 to 30. Everybody was screaming. People still became wealthy. People still, I'm talking about legitimately wealthy. I'm not a dude that's stealing. People still built houses. People still bought brand new cars. People still did whatever they wanted to do. Then it became 75. Everybody shouted, yeah, we don't die. Now, listen, I'm not saying it should be creeping. Don't get me wrong. I'm not happy that it is. But I'm just telling you that God has never determined how much he blesses people by the economy of the world. Not once. Not once does God check the exchange rates before he blesses you. God doesn't do it. Why? Why? Because my God shall supply according to You need to get this. You need to get this. Not according to the Federal Reserves. Not according to. Now, I, I know. I, I, some people may think, oh, you know, face reality. You see, let me tell you something. They that know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. When God says, Arise and shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. When does light shine brighter? In darkness. You need to embrace this thing. I mean, some of you need to get this, download this message on Bear the City and listen to it a hundred times until it becomes flesh. Praise the name of the Lord. Joy causes a release of the supernatural in your favor. That's what joy does. It causes a release of the supernatural in your people. Joy is like a conduit. It's like a conduit. It's a carrier of the supernatural. It is almost impossible to walk in the supernatural and, and be in depression. It's almost impossible to be in depression and, and walk in the supernatural. It's impossible. Everyone that walks in the supernatural, look at, they are joyful people. They are joyful people. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 12, Isaiah 12, 3, the word of God says in Isaiah chapter 12, verse 3, that, I mean, this, this scripture is just amazing. It says, with joy will you drink deeply from the fountains of salvation. The, the, the KJV says that with joy you withdraw from the wells of salvation. There are deep things for this year. There are deep things that are obtainable in God's Covenant. What do you use to draw? Joy. So it's just like going to the well and you don't have a pail. What's your pail and rope? It's joy. Pail. You know what pail is? Okay. You know, new generation, they don't. Have you? I have never drawn water from the well. Let me see your hands up. Okay, look at them. Look at them. Teenagers. Come on. <laughs> you know, back in the day, back in the day, <laughs> you can to to get water. You can you have to drop the pail and do like this. 
Then, you know what I'm saying. Then I do like this. Then it goes in. <laughs> then you will now draw the water. You know? And if you go to fetch water and you meet people there and they are just standing there. They don't have a pail. They don't have a rope. doesn't matter how long they are standing there. You will get there and you will draw your water and you will go. So there are some people, they are just standing by this well of salvation. They are standing by the well of covenant. They don't have what to draw from. They don't have to pale a rope. They don't know how to, they don't have anything to throw in and anything to pull out. They don't have, but you are coming this year with your joy. You are coming with rejoicing and you are going to draw from the wells of the covenant in the name of Jesus. What people will be saying, no, but we get what's here before you. You say, but you don't have a pail and you don't have a rope. You don't know what they're saying, but you don't have joy. But I have joy. So this year, you have to insist on drawing from the covenant. What does that mean? This year, you have to insist that your life, your family, your health, your finances, your business, your career will not be determined by the happenings around you. You have to determine that your, your, your life is going to be determined by the covenant, that you're going to draw from the covenant. It's, it's a decision you have to make. Joy delivers the dividends of the covenant. It's joy that delivers it. It's joy that delivers it. And many times, you know, we, we, we are afraid to fail. We are afraid of failure. We are, we are afraid to be, for things to go bad. You know, it's a natural re- reaction. But you see, the good news for you and I is that as long as you are with God, you are okay. You will be okay. As long as you are with God, all things will work together for your good. Why? Because if God is all that you have left, guess what? You have more than enough. If, if, if God is all that you have left, you have more than enough. Why, Pastor? Why are you saying that? It's, how is that possible? Why? Because in his presence... There's fullness of what? And at his right hand, there are what? So, if God is all I have left, I have more than enough. More than enough. I remember, like, five years ago, when God's favorite house was starting, honestly, God was all that we had. Even now, God is all that we have. <laughs> God was all, you know, I, I've said before, we did before, because we, we started off at, at the Prote Hotels, and, you know, you know I, I emptied my account and paid for all the money I had, could only pay for two services. Wasn't I very rich? We paid for two services, I was saying, God, if you don't show up, this thing is going to fail on arrival. <laughs> But how many people are glad that God showed up? <laughs> Not only did he show up, God went ahead of us. Praise the name of the Lord. If, if God is all that is left, you have left, you have more than enough. 
You have more than enough. And you have to rest in that. Don't, you see, unfortunately, a lot of people, we are depending too much on physical things. We are depending too much on inheritances. We are depending too much on physical things. God wants you to keep your eyes on him and on him alone. Why? Because it's more than enough. It's more than enough. So, rejoice is instructional. That's number one. Number two, rejoice is prophetic. It's prophetic. It's prophetic. Many times, God will declare what will happen before it happens. So God is saying to you, rejoice because of what is going to happen in your life. Rejoice. It's, that's a prophetic utterance. Rejoice. Like I said at, at the Watchman service, I'm, I'm saying to someone here today, what is coming your way this year is bigger and better than what has gone. Yeah. And for some of you, you, it, it, you, you could be successful and you, you're like, oh, Pastor, I'm successful. I, I mean, let God just be, make sure that, that, you know, things are okay as they are. God is saying, no, what is coming is going to be bigger than what you have ever seen. Yeah. Well, for some of us, it's not that you're successful, it's like you, you suffered a loss, apparent loss. And you're like, what could be better than what I have lost? But God is saying, what is coming is bigger and better than what is gone. So, the natural response is to rejoice. It's to rejoice. It's to rejoice. And how you live here is, is so important. It's so important. Eli said to Anna, Go, the Lord grant you your petition. Anna hadn't conceived, but Anna left that place rejoicing. So people will say, oh, when I carry it by time, or when I get the breakthrough, eh, pastor, you will know that I can rejoice. No, 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 no. God is saying, go, rejoice, for the breakthrough is here. And the ways of God is past finding. It's past finding. You can't reason it out. You can't, you can't totally understand it. Ecclesiastes 11, verse 5, says to us, Ecclesiastes 11, 5, just as you cannot understand the path of the wind, or the mystery of a tiny baby growing in his mother's womb. So you cannot understand the activity of God who does all these things. God's ways are not our ways. His ways are not our ways. Which is why this year, you must make your relationship with the Holy Spirit priority. Your relationship with the Holy Spirit must be priority. Must. Some of us, we are not baptized in the Holy Spirit. You need to seek to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. In fact, if you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, if you wait behind after service, we'll minister baptism of the Holy Spirit to you. You must make your relationship with the Holy Spirit priority. Make it what? Priority. You know, let me give you some tips, you know, because sometimes... We are not able to apply that and, and you know, into our day-to-day -day lives and all that. How do we make how, an example of how to make the, um, a work with the Holy Spirit priority? 
is, is number one, talk to him often. The pastor, isn't that spooky? I should be talking to his spirit. Talk to him. The Holy Spirit is a singing spirit. Sing to him. 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 Make your relationship with the Holy Spirit priority. Why? Because things are going to go in an unusual fashion. So you need God's guidance for every turn. Should I make this turn? Should I go? Should I not go? Should I stand? Should I sit? Should I make this investment? Should I not? And it is the, it is the Holy Spirit that orchestrates joy. It is the Holy Spirit that orchestrates joy. In fact, next week, we, we, we are starting a new series next week. And the title is The Walking of Miracles. Walking of Miracles. How to walk miracles by the Holy Spirit. How to walk with the Holy Spirit and do the impossible. How to, how, okay, let me go into the message. The Walking of Miracles from next week. But let me stay on course. This year, can write it down. A supernatural outpouring of the presence of the power of the Holy Spirit is going to be so intense. For those, obviously, that reach out to him. For those that reach out to him. Luke 10, 20 says, By the time there's going to be a supernatural outpouring of the Holy Spirit, what, what does that mean? That means that you will go home and your neighbor maybe that has a demon-possessed child or demon-possessed house help, what have you, you will command the demons and the demons will fly out. It means you will lay your hands upon the sick and the sick will recover. It means that you will speak and your words will come to fruition. And, and, and that brings joy. It brings joy to people. But, but Jesus is saying, in Luke 10, 20, this is, you know, a word of caution to us in advance, you know, what we really should be joyful about. He says, but don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. He says, rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. That's, that's another reason to rejoice. <laughs> yes, you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, you'll be able to prophesy. Yes, you'll have one of knowledge. Yes, you'll be anointed. Demons will be flying out of people when they come in contact with you. But Jesus is saying, that's not a big deal. Rejoice that your name is registered. So please, let me ask your neighbor, is your name registered in heaven? Is your name registered? Have you been to a, to a, to a party that is strictly by invitation. And you show up at the, at the desk and you look through the list. You say, what did you say your name is? <laughs> at that point, you begin to sweat. <laughs> because, say, what kind of wala is this now? And you have stayed in my home, JJ. You know? And they, and, they, and they look, and they look, and they look. I say, oh, I'm sorry. 
we put the surname before the first name. Um, you can enter. How do you feel? You feel relieved. You feel, ah, you know. But it's, it's, it would be a horrible thing to show up in heaven and, and, and they are checking. What do you say your name is? That would not be your portion. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. And, and that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying that the, the most important thing is that your name is registered. And I like that word, registered. It means that there's a registration process. You just don't show up in heaven haphazardly. I mean, it, it, your, your name has to be registered. Registered. It's called the book, it's called the book, the Lamb's Book of Life. I'll tell you a lot about that. Maybe another time. Your name has to be registered in heaven. In Romans chapter 5, verse 11, it says, So now we can rejoice in our wonderful relationship with God. A new wonderful relationship with God. You know, the most important thing to rejoice about this year is, is, is what? Your wonderful relationship with God. Yes, thank God for the promotion. Yes, thank God for the businesses. Yes, thank God for all the increases. Yes, thank God for the fruitfulness. Yes, thank God for everything. But the most important thing is, is what? Wonderful new relationship with God. Because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us what? Friends of God. I mean, what can be more joyous? Joyous than that. Praise the name of the Lord. So because of the workings of the Holy Spirit, there will be unexplainable miracles that will cause so much joy. So much joy. You know, thank God for that testimony. You heard the testimony of, of, the, of the man that, that said that his mother-in-law, I mean, had some diagnosis and, and God said that it was replacing the um, organs and, and giving life and all that stuff. And they went to the doctor and she was healed. Now, how much joy will be in her family? Do, do you know how much, when they say that, when they say that when you pay your tithes, God will rebuke the wrath for your sakes. You think it's going to be a big armed, you know, devil that God will say, go back, go back, go back, go back. Do you know how much they will have spent on medication? Consistently. It's huge. Do you know how much joy is in that family? And, and that is what happens when there's a miraculous act of the Holy Spirit. It brings joy. In fact, the, the, the city that Stephen preached, the Bible says that there was there were so much miracles and the whole city was filled with joy. If you don't want miracles, you need to find another church. In God's favorite house, we will have abundance of miracles. If your neighbor didn't say amen. I say in God's favorite house, we will have abundance of miracles. In the mighty name of Jesus. Abundance of so why are you so comfortable with, the, with miracles like this? It's because it's, we are comfortable with the Holy Spirit. The wind blows where he wishes. We, our own is just follow, follow. Anywhere it goes, we just be following. <laughs> is, is it that easy? Is it easy to be follow, follow? <laughs> and 
and he does as he pleases. In 2 Kings chapter 3, I mean, this is just an amazing uh, scripture. 2 Kings chapter 3 verse 17, it says, this is, <laughs> you know, they've got to call um, the prophet. The kings, three kings. The background to this is that there have been a lot of droughts. Three kings came together to fight a battle that God did not send them to fight. And they were, they were filled. They were stuck, as it were. Their cultures were going to die. They were going to die. There was no water. There was so much drought. And they called for the man of God. And, and you know, back and forth, finally began to prophesy. In verse 17, he, say, he says to them, he says, you will neither see, you will see neither wind nor rain, says the Lord. But this valley, everyone say this valley. There are many of us who are standing by a valley. And you think that valley is, oh, it's, it's, it's useless. It, it, nothing good can come out of it. God is saying, this valley will be filled with water. This same valley will be filled with water. You will have plenty for yourselves. And your cattle and your animals, you will have plenty, plenty, plenty. plenty. Do you receive that today? And this is so important because if you, if you, if you look at this, if you, if you read this, I mean, on the surface, you think, okay, oh, this is just a miraculous, this is a miraculous act. It says, these valleys, they, you will not see wind, you will not see rain, yet these valleys will be filled with water. Yes, there will be abundance of provision. Now, in, 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 in the Middle East, when there's a drought, when the drought is, is, comes to an end, it's usually with a violent rain. The rain is very violent and very windy that people run for cover. You cannot be there and, 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 and express the rain outside. Even though you want the effect of the rain, the rain can even cause all sorts of erosions and things that, you know, crops, I mean, are, are going to be washed away and all that and all that and all that and all that and all that. But the word of God to, to us today is that you will not experience the violence of the rain, but you will experience the results of the rain. You will not see the rain, you will not see the wind. We mean that these people were in the open. They didn't have, their homes were kilometers away. If the rain had come, if, if on them, it would have been disastrous. God said, I will keep the rain away. But you will still have water. I will keep the violence away. But you will still have the abundance. And that is so, so, so key. The storm and the violent wind will fall at a distance. In other words, other people will take the heat. But the water will roll to you. Praise the name of the Lord. It also means that the enemies will be deluded. The enemies will have no clue. Because if you see what happened in this story, the enemies, 
they, by the time we get to verse 23, the enemies, they, they, they came, they, they didn't know they had, they had received water because there was no rain. So, so there are certain things that God will bring your way that the people that are supposed to be your enemies, they will think you don't have because they don't know how you could have gotten it. Because there was no rain, they thought there was no water. But God is able to give you water without rain. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So don't be fixated on the rain. Trust God for water. How we want to bring it is his business. And it also means, I mean, okay, some of you are like, oh, well, um, pastor, you know, I don't have enemies. You know, I'm a good guy. I love everybody. Don't trouble the devil. The devil doesn't trouble you. <laughs> As a liar. <laughs> Praise the name of God. No, no, no. It's not true. It's not true. And the enemies were deluded. And they saw the water, but because they didn't, it hadn't rained, they couldn't imagine it was water. And because the sun had come up, they saw the water as blood. Your enemy will, inter- will misinterpret the signs. They will misinterpret the numbers to your favor. And these men that were so fired up that the, the enemies, they, they thought, oh, they, they've killed themselves. So they came out to pack spoil. Then they met fire. You know, the Holy Spirit does things that makes people think, ah, how, how is she doing it? How is he doing it? I thought we blocked everywhere. I thought there's no rain. I thought, they, I mean, how could he have gotten promotion? But in spite of the fact that there's no rain, you will have abundance this year. In the mighty name of Jesus. You are rejoicing this year. You are rejoicing. For all these reasons I've mentioned, you are rejoicing. And there's nothing the devil can do about it. You are rejoicing because God will rescue you. He will rescue you. Psalm 13 verse 5. God will rescue you. You are rejoicing because God will not only rescue you, He will bless the works of your hands. Deuteronomy chapter 12 verse 7. Deuteronomy 12 verse 7. You are rejoicing because God will bless the works of your hands. You're not rejoicing because God will rescue you and he will bless the work of your hand. You are rejoicing because you will answer all your adversaries, all your enemies. Now, you would say, why is this important? It's important because when people see you and see God and say that, uh-uh, how can she not be able to pay her rent? Soon now she will say, I have a very big God. He's always by my side. Let your God pay your rent, Jerry. You know, 
People say that, even though they don't say it, but you know, they don't say it, they may not say it to your face. They say, today, this year, you are going to build your house. Yeah. When you build your house, and you invite them to come and chop rice, have you not answered them? They say, oh, he says, that, oh, yeah, he says, he's serving God, he's serving God. He's, uh, he's still staying in his mommy's uh, garage. He's still staying in daddy's garage. This year, you own your house. In the name of Jesus. Is that not an answer? Then Anna said, 1 Samuel 2, 1. And prayed, my heart rejoices in the Lord. The Lord has made me strong. Now I have an answer for my enemies. I will rejoice because he rescued me. Not only will God rescue you, he will bless the works of your hands. Not only will he bless the work of your hands, he will give you an answer for your enemies. Not only will he give you an answer for your enemies, you will give wholeheartedly. Say amen. amen. And, and that is so important. First Chronicles chapter 29 verse 9 says the people rejoiced over their offerings. says they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord and the king was filled with joy. You see, unfortunately, some folks don't understand or don't experience the beauty of giving wholeheartedly. Yes, in church and even beyond church, you have a cousin. Your cousin is going through a, a tight place. And God blesses you. You're able to give that your cousin wholeheartedly. And you're able to help the person. There's a joy that comes from that. Some people don't even know it. There's a joy that comes from, from saying, for instance, that, oh, God's favorite house, you want to buy land. How much is it? We tell you, oh, it's just um, 500 million. I say, oh, that's not a big deal. You write us a check. There's a joy that comes from that. Says you, oh, you want to, you, you want to build um, ministry facilities for the children, for the next generation, and all that stuff. That's how much would that cost? Um, okay, that's about, I don't know. We are still doing the math right now. But I just, I give you the figure. So, is that all? Pastor, uh, I thought it would even be more than that. <laughs> the people that say amen are the people that will be able to do it. There's a joy that comes from that. Believe me, there is a joy. It's unspeakable. There's a rejoicing that comes from that. Not only will God rescue you, God will bless the works of your hands. Not only will God bless the works of your hands, He will give you an answer for all your enemies. Not only will He give you an answer for all your enemies, your giving will be wholeheartedly. Not only will your giving be wholeheartedly, God will reign over you. And that is so profound. God will reign over you. In 1 Chronicles 16, 31. It says, let the heavens be glad. Let the earth rejoice. Tell all the nations the Lord reigns. 
Our rejoicing has to be contagious. You are going to rejoice this year for all these things we have spoken into your lives. If you miss any of them, I pray, I hope you get the city and listen to it again. So that you connect to everything that has been spoken. Because nothing was spoken because I have a good idea. It was spoken as I was led to speak. Praise the name of the Lord. And you have rejoicing. Joy is one thing that you cannot hold to yourself. Have, have you noticed? Do you know that you can't keep a smile to yourself? Smiles are shared naturally. When you smile, what happens? The other person too catches it. The other person too catches that is, that is the nature of rejoicing. When you see somebody that is frowning and burning, people move away. They don't want to catch it. Have you noticed, if you, if you have a choice and, and they say free sitting, you are, you are maybe a local flight, that is, is Nigerian flight, everything is free sitting. You enter the flight, everybody is rushing to get a good seat. Uh, then, then you see someone is frowning. You see another person is smiling. Well, which seat are you going to take? Check your neighbor. Say, okay, are you still, are you still frowning? Abba. With all this preaching. <laughs> Hallelujah. Rejoicing is contagious. God wants us to take this joy and take it to the nations. He wants us to take it to the nations. And we are grateful for that. Tell all the nations that what? The Lord reigns. You and I should take Jesus to our neighborhood, to our friends, to our colleagues. As a church, we are saying to the nations, we are taking the gospel to the nations. We are taking it to our community. Even right now as we speak, God's favorite house is starting in towards Lakwe. They are having their first church, first service. This month, we are starting in Calabar. This year, by the grace of God, we are starting a campus on the mainland. This year, one is coming up brewing in two continents. I don't want to mention it. <laughs> two continents in the world. Of course, you know there's one in South Africa already. Let all the nations know that the Lord reigns. Let's burn our hearts as we burn our heads. And let's just talk to God about what we have heard. And say to God, thank you for your instruction. I will rejoice. I will rejoice. I will rejoice. Talk to God. I will 
rejoice. I will rejoice. I will rejoice. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And if you are here, you are saying, Pastor, I need to open my heart to Jesus. Pastor, you said if, if God is all you have left, you have more than enough. I cannot say that my name is registered in heaven. I want my name to be registered in heaven. I want to be sure today, this first Sunday of the year, I want to be sure without a doubt that my name is registered in heaven. I want to pray with you. I want to start the registration process. I want to pray with you. You want to make the commitment now. I don't need you to come forward. Wherever you are sitting, the privacy of your seat. I want to pray with you. God is there with you, upon you. I say, Pastor, pray with me. That is me. I need to be sure that my name is registered in heaven. Put up your hand now over your head. God bless you. And I'll pray with you. Wherever you are seated, God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my brother. Keep your hands up. God bless you, my brother. I need to be sure. I need to be sure. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. They're going to slip a card in your hand. Once you have the card, you can put it in your hand. I need to be sure that my name is registered in heaven. I don't want... God bless you, sir. God bless you, my brother over there. God bless you. God bless you over there, my brother. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my brother, right in the middle. I need to be sure. God bless you, my sister. Keep your hands up until they slip a card in your hand. I need to be sure that my name is registered in heaven. I don't want to show up. And they will say, excuse me, what did you say your name is? I want to be sure, Lord. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. Keep your hands up until you get a card. I want to be sure. I want to be sure. I want to be sure. That is me. That is me. That is me. Pastor, pray with me. Pastor, pray with me. Father in heaven, we pray for everyone who is surrendering to you today. We, Lord, it is unto you, unto you we have. We are committing our lives to. Lord, we pray for them. We ask that today, as, as, they, as they have committed to you, that you cleanse them totally and register their names in heaven. Let their names be registered in heaven. And let your name, your name be glorified. Honor and glory be given to you, Lord. In Jesus' amazing name, we are prayed. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. As joyful people.